Maybe I would like to advise everybody. <laughs> Don't tell anyone about your plans. Just show them a result. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that, for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 190 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram, aziz.future, and join the Telegram channel, Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians. And the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom. France, Switzerland, and Monaco, top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland, top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places, because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Nastya Oksentyuk. Nastya is an international law student at the Institute of International Relations, Taras Shevchenko National University of Kiev. She is an active student, engaged in a lot of student activities, and sometimes she spends more time on student activities than on her major. Nastya is passionate about drawing as a hobby. She is absolutely an art person and loves everything that has a connection to creativity. She is also interested in learning languages, and she is actively studying Spanish. Nastya was also a participant in the 13th season of the Star Face of the Season beauty event in 2019, and this was a great experience for her, where she met new people, discovered new opportunities, and experienced many new emotions. Nastya, how are you today? Hello, Aziz. I'm pretty good. Thank you, and you? I'm great, blessed, happy, and really happy to have you here. And to begin, and maybe with an unexpected question, but I'm really curious about it. Why did you choose the Spanish language? Oh, (laughs) it's not a hard question for me, uh, because I've chosen it just in a random way. just a year ago, uh, quarantine uh, lockdown started, and I've realized, I did realize that I had a lot of 
uh, free time, uh, despite uh, the fact that I was obliged to um, to prepare to my Zeno exams. I had really a lot of free time, and I've just um, I just thought, why not? Why not to start uh, something new, start to learn new language, and I've um, I did open Google and uh, write there, uh, wrote there ten the most um, the most popular languages in the world, and if I'm not mistaken, Spanish was the second one or the third one. So I've I ch- I did choose Spanish, and um, and that's all. Thank you. So, are you a girl that likes to do really useful things? That you find it important to do what is practical and useful rather than dreamy things? Uh, yeah. The first thing is about me is that I'm absolutely. Um, Use a person who uh, likes to do everything, uh, everything useful. Uh, but uh, despite that, I all I often spend time just just on Instagram, just uh, just doing just do things which don't have any sense or something like that. But I prefer doing um, things which really makes me makes me better for example uh, watching films not not in russian not in ukrainian but in english i know that maybe it will um i will be less enjoyed because maybe sometimes i will not understand everything but anyway i know that it will improve my english and it makes me um, feel better thank you so again if i understood you correctly you prefer to be someone who does useful things and although you find yourself scrolling instagram and doing things that are senseless sometimes you might watch movies in english and although it's harder than in your language but and you won't understand everything but you're improving your language and therefore it's a useful activity and that describes your personality more correct yeah right thank you and does this mean, like, to describe you as someone who likes to do serious things, do you also look like a girl who is very serious? And what do people think about that, if it's true? And what do they say? Mm-hmm. You know, I look serious in um, inside me or just on my face. Serious, serious face. Yes. And some of the girls who were on my podcast, they said that actually they can be emotional full of emotions inside or even happy but their face is when it's relaxed is very poker face and very very serious Mm -hmm. do you have that situation too did people comment on it and are you emotional inside but you have a face that is serious or inside like you said serious and the face too yeah you know it's absolutely about me and i actually i've thought that it's only my problem uh, but no, it's not only my problem. Uh, okay, yeah, it is about me because I always looks, I always look uh, seriously, sometimes even angry. But inside, I can be absolutely happy. I can have great mood. I can have no problems. But I will look in this way, and I can do nothing with that. But I try because I know that it is problem, and sometimes it's really. Mm. just I lost a lot of opportunities a lot of new meetings because of my uh, angry serious face uh, I know that a lot of people don't come to me just because they they, they can see me they see my face uh, they see my face and they don't need um, they don't want to know what is inside me because first of all they see they see my my expression uh they are kind of afraid of me uh, and i know um i even had some situations when people were afraid to come to me but after that uh, they've discovered me inside my soul and we now we are really good friends thank you and those people who discovered your soul what is inside and became good friends 
did they tell you about things like, wow, I thought you are different before knowing you, but you are someone absolutely, I don't know, more kind, more sweet, more uh, open than I thought? Or, or did you have such comments in your relationships with people? Yeah, yeah, of course I had. Um, first one, first, first time, and I think the last time, it was just a few months ago. Uh, when I've met with my um, with my student with my university friend, a uh, girl from my group, and she said, you know, uh, when I uh, had seen you for the first time, you looked absolutely self confident, and I um, I was really desire of um, coming to you, of meeting uh, meeting to you, but I was afraid. After that, I come to her. Uh, I was just not she met to me, uh, but I met to uh, I met to her. Uh, and after that, a uh, few months ago, she said that uh, now we talk with you, and I understand how kind you how kind you are and how mistaken was me was uh, when i thought uh, that you is self confident and uh, we are not we um, we were not able to to have some connection to have some friendly relations and now now we are great friends and uh, i'm sure that we will continue to uh, to to be friends Thank you, Nastya. That sounds wonderful. And I'm happy that you went to meet that girl and let that relationship and friendship develop. And where you're not being so serious and only doing things that are useful. When you, when you wish to feel really alive, to get those emotions that you adore, and to do something that recharges you fully, what is your favorite activity? Mm, for me, it is drawing. Uh, you have described me as an absolutely art person, and is it is for for hundred percent about me, because I do need nothing, just drawing, 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 and drawing. Now I don't have um, a lot of time for that, uh, because of uh, because of study, but when I realize that I'm, I don't have, I cannot do anything. I'm I'm tired. My brain cannot work. I just sit and draw, 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 draw. A day, two days, maybe just an hour. But it's really uh, helps me. And I know that after that, after drawing, I will be an absolutely uh, an absolutely uh, new person. I'm just sure in that I don't need traveling. I don't need sleeping. I don't need. Uh, watching TV or something like that. I just do need uh, a piece of paper and free time. A piece of paper and just free time. And tell me more about how did you begin to fall in love with art and with painting? Like what was the beginning of this journey to discover such an important part of who you are? Mm, I think I was five year old, maybe six, when I've discovered uh, that I really like it. Uh, at the time I had dreaming, I had I had dreams uh, of becoming uh, a fashion designer. And actually I have this dream now, but now I, I realize that it's nothing serious and I want to do something more useful, something more again serious. Uh, in our podcast, this world sounds really often, but yes, I'm so serious person. Uh, at that time, I had, uh, I don't know, I think hundreds of papers where where I draw a small pieces of clothes, of um, of shoes or, or or accessories or something like that. Uh, and I want to say that I did it quite well. Uh, after that, I had. I finished one art school, uh, after that another one, which I have finished three years ago. And that's all. After after finishing uh, the last art school, I don't do it, I don't draw professionally uh, as I did it. But um, 
but I do it just for myself. And now it is enough for me. Thank you. So that is something that you do for yourself and that it's not for you. And you had this design, the dream to be a designer, correct? Yeah, yeah, correct. So what would be your favorite part about designing? What is the thing that touches your heart the most about the possibility and activity of becoming a designer? I think a process, because it is amazing for me to create something new uh, from the from the beginning to the end. Like first of all, you 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 imagine things that you is going to do. After that, you try to draw it. After that, you uh, again draw it in better way. After that, you um, you try to uh, to do it. Um, from some materials and you see the result. Uh, somebody um, somebody says that, yeah, well done, it is amazing. Um, and yeah, the whole process of that inspires me uh, to be a designer. Yeah, not to be a designer, because it sounds like I am a designer, <laughs> but uh, inspires me uh, on dr- inspires me on dreaming about of being a designer yeah, in this way, it would be better. Thank you. And you mentioned that it's important that people like your design and they find it interesting and good and useful. Why is that important for you? Uh, I'm a person who depends on uh, people's, people's mark. And I will uh, stop doing something if somebody tells me that it was bad or something in that way. Uh, I think it is quite bad for my development, but I cannot do anything with that. I'm just a person who is dependent on on people's opinion. And even if, um, if I see that it really looks not bad, uh, somebody says to me, yeah, really not bad. But if there will be just a one, person who say uh who says not it's something uh, not so good as you can at you see at you see it uh, i'll stop doing it wow and then to ask you when you do painting and drawing for yourself it do you show to anyone or you try to avoid so that they don't give any negative remarks and therefore you keep that a private thing for you um no i never do it privately uh because um i don't know uh my pictures can see only my family and i know that my family will never tell me uh that it was better something like that uh and some even some of my paintings uh we put on our walls and we can see it daily uh so no i don't do it uh, privately and yeah. Thank you. So maybe because painting, you already have confidence in your skills. So that is how it is. Then I'm wondering when it comes to beauty pageants and like a star face of the season, etc., to be looked at from people compared so much to others and even criticized, wasn't that painful? Or what things in your life do you not care if people give remarks and other things? There are other things that you care, or how is it? Maybe they only give positive feedback. I don't know. Tell me. Um, no. Uh, you know, it's not always positive feedback. But uh, what about the surface of the season? I do not remember that somebody said me that it was bad, I did something bad, I looked bad or something like that. But I'm sure if uh, if I would hear something like that, I had stopped uh, I had stopped preparation for the surface of the season because we had a preparation uh, for for three months. Uh, and nobody during that period of time <laughs> said me that I do something wrong. Uh, fortunately, uh, yeah, I think fortunately, because uh, if it was um, 
in another way. Somebody said to me uh, that I um, looked bad or something like that. I would stop it and I would not participate on that. Thank you, Nastya. So it's very important and good for you that people are supportive. So is it that with your friends and family and everyone you surround yourself with, you try to be around supportive people and you don't like toxic people and you eliminate them from your life? Or you just accept all everyone, but you just don't like it if they give bad remarks? Mm-hmm. Um. I think the second one, because I'm not a person who um, who are able to to sort people like toxic people and my people, good people. <laughs> I just um, I just have a friendly relationships with everybody, and unfortunately, I um, I'm not uh, I'm not secured of um, of toxic people and of their opinion. But now um, I realize that my family, my parents and my sister um, are people who can truly support me and who uh, can be my, my best friends. Yes, your family, your sister and the people close to you can be and will be your best friends. And I really like that. And you said that you don't like criticism and you're studying international law, correct? Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, it's a place where many lawyers are cruel, where they will criticize and judge you and say bad things to disturb your inner peace. So how do you stay strong as a lawyer or do you separate it where you think, okay, when I am Nastia, the lawyer, I am like the woman of steel, but when I'm Anastia, the normal girl, then I'm back to being sensitive? Or how do you deal with the pressure, difficulty, and competition of the other lawyers who will compete with you? <laughs> you know, I've already thought about it. And uh, it was one thing which was uh, stopping me from becoming a, f- a future lawyer. Uh, but then I realized that, okay, I will be a student of international law. And after that, I will uh, try to come up with, um, not to come up, to, to deal with with this problem, with problem of being not able to, uh, to accept um, opinions, to accept pressure. Uh, and now... Uh, I promise you <laughs> that I will do everything to deal with this uh, bad point on my habit, on my person, because uh, I feel I really realize it is a problem uh, for my future, not only as a lawyer, but as a person, because um, as older we become, the greater uh, amount of problems we have. And I know that uh, I will be not able to to stay alive, alive in this world if I will be so, um, so, um, one second. Sensitive? Yeah, so sensitive to, to others' opinion. I agree with you and I support you. It's something very, very strong and important to be strong in your future yeah. and to have a better future. And then to ask you, why did you choose international law? Is it something about it that is interesting or exciting for you more than any other field? It's a hard question for me because you is not uh, the first one who asked me that and I don't have a definite uh, answer to that. Uh, I've never wanted to be a lawyer or something like that. Uh, of course, now I have already changed my opinion, but when I uh, was choosing my future profession, a uh, lawyer was absolutely not the first one. And I've just um, opened a list of um, all possible uh, majors which we can have in Ukraine. And after that, I just analyze everything. I've just put place plus, minus, and after that, by analyzing of everything, 
I've I have chosen uh, international law. Thank you. That sounds very similar to how you chose Spanish. So to yeah. ask you then, how is it? Do you believe in intuition? Do you believe in destiny? Or do you believe that we need to use our brain, think rationally with pluses and minuses about everything in order to succeed? Everything. I'm sure that it has to be combined of everything, of your brain, of your feelings, of of destiny of um, opinions of other people but again only close people to you and after that you will have the best result uh, because uh, when you um, when you um, fall off only by uh, others experience experience of other people opinions of, of of other people you will be not glad for the choice you did and you will, um, you will, um, how would say, doubt about that for the whole your life. Uh, intuition also cannot exist uh, by by itself because our intuition, um, I cannot say that I believe so much in intuition. Uh, I believe in intuition just combined with brain, with analysis, and with and with heart. <laughs> Thank you. So yes, combining our intuition, emotions, and rational thinking. And you mentioned earlier destiny. Do you believe in destiny? Do you believe in fate? Do you believe in manifesting and that way of goal setting? Or how do you goal set? set your goals and make your plans for success and to be productive? Okay, first of all, yeah, I believe in destiny. And I believe in that fact that each uh, thing, each, um, each idea which come to our mind is part of destiny. Because nothing happened in our world uh, just without reason and even our thoughts play a small but play a role in in our in our future life in our destiny uh you asked me uh how i set my dreams and how i plan i don't have some special procedure of that but uh for me the most important it is uh to dream about something for a, for a period at least um three, four, five months. After that, if this dream is still a dream and I, uh, and I see that uh, that dream does not disappear, I realize that, okay, maybe it's uh, have to be a reality, not just dream. Uh, I just try to think what I can to do uh, to make this dream uh, be true uh be part of my life and i uh again anal analyze everything and uh write write everything i want i want to do write everything i've discovered about my dream whatever it is yeah and after that i just do 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 by following my plan yes and you wrote you said writing which reminds me of uh, art and creativity. And let's return to uh, drawing again, because I want to know, what is your biggest inspiration? Even today, do you still draw clothes and things like that? Do you focus more maybe on portrait and people's faces or on landscapes and uh, beautiful nature or animals and pets? Or what is something that you seem to like to draw and that represents and fits with your personality. Mm -hmm, yeah. I uh, first of all, I don't um, draw any more um, clothes or something like that. But at the same time, I don't have specific area of drawing. Uh, I cannot say that I draw only portraits, only landscape, or something like that. But now, um, if think more, uh, more more deep more deeper i can say that i draw uh, more 
something uh, in the way of modern art. And it's kind of not landscape, not portraits, not something that you can, uh, not something uh, on what you can just, um, just, um, uh, you know, I don't uh, draw things which you uh, look at and you uh, can see there just just a girl, just a tree, just a cat, or something like that. I try to draw things, um, pictures which uh, which make you which make you think, and which makes you to to find something for yourself and something that understand only you. And it doesn't matter what I uh, put inside that picture. I love that. That is very metaphorical. So it means it's not your intention that inside of the meaning of the painting that matters. It's more about the ability of each person to see a lesson or a reflection or a deep thought or a part of their soul that will be unique for each person from their perspective, based and triggered by your drawings, correct? Yeah, yeah, I like do it in this way. And which part is your most favorite? Is it before when you begin to uh, smell the smells that let you know it's you're gonna begin to draw? Is it the, the middle when you're lost in it and all the movement is just done almost through inspiration, or is it the end when the result is there and you look and you're like, wow? I did this, or which part could be your most favorite? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, starting of my work is absolute. Uh, I can say for sure that it's not my favorite part because at the beginning uh, it is always hard. And it's not only about uh, painting or something like that, it's also about our life. But in painting, I can see it um, for 100%. Uh, but I, I always, um, it doesn't stop me that it is hard to, uh, it is hard at the beginning because I know that I will be uh, proud of, of my result. Uh, my favorite part, I think, is in the middle when you is ready to, when you, when you know exactly what you uh, what you already drawing and you uh, know exactly what you um, will see um, at the end and you just have to uh, draw without without deep thinking uh, because um, at the beginning you have to think uh, where I have to draw this line uh, this square or something like that at the end, you also have to um, have to think: Did I ever think okay, or uh, what, um, wouldn't it better to change that color or something like that? But in the middle, you don't think about it. You just draw. You draw it. Uh, you draw only in the way you is feeling. You are feeling, yeah. I like that. And if you were to return back to the little girl you were, or even better, imagine you met a little girl who wants to draw like you, but she doesn't know. What is like one advice you will give her about how to see art the same way that you see it that will help her have a unique and different perspective? Mm -hmm. My advice would be uh, don't stop and do it daily because I know that nothing, uh, nothing um you um you do nothing well just for a first time you need do it daily to be more confident uh in yourself and uh it would be my advice uh for myself even now because uh again in spanish and in other things which i try to do just do 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 it daily uh even if you see a bad result just don't stop because there will be a time for a hundred percent when you will be a proud of yourself when you will be a glad of your result and when people around you um will uh tell you that you're amazing <laughs>
you are amazing. Thank you. And therefore, how do you deal with the middle part, which is before seeing any results, but you have already done so much effort? And then you're like, I don't know if this is wasted or it will be good in the end because it's like you do so much and then you don't see the result. And then later you begin to see, which is easier to have hope. I'm just asking because I have learned, for example, six languages. So I know that part. I have my own way to stay in that and to not feel that same place. But a lot of people give up on many dreams after working hard because they arrive to the part where it's before they see results and after a lot of work and they say, wow, this was a waste. I'll go to try something else. And then they wasted really. Yeah. Uh, you know, somebody think that uh, when you feel that you do something bad and you don't want to continue uh, doing it, even after a year's, a months of doing that, uh, you should stop doing it because you have spent, you already have spent a lot of time and you will spend even more time. Nobody needs it, so just stop it. But uh, personally, I think that um, you shouldn't stop because I'm a person who always, one second, I just need this world. Uh, I'm a person who always uh, regret about time which I've already spent and I um, and I don't stop doing something because I I regret about that time which I've already spent and I just continue to do it. I understand that reminds me of David Goggins and he does that. He on purpose works so hard so that when for example he goes to a marathon or something he will remember all the times he woke up at 3 a.m. to go train in the cold. And he's like, no, I cannot. I regret. I will regret if I don't finish. And that's yeah. how he motivates himself by remembering all the difficult work. And he makes sure to train in a difficult way, like 3 a.m. or something, so that he doesn't give up when, when he goes to run or marathon or does a difficult competition. Mm -hmm. And to ask about people. You spoke about this girl who became your good friend, although at first your face was serious and she thought you're too self-confident. Well, two things about you and people. Do you feel or sense people's energy or aura? And second, do you believe some people are soulmates with you and you have high chemistry with them and it's instantaneous where it happens fast? Or are you someone who needs time to slowly open to people? Um, yeah, I really do need time to open people because I know that there are a lot of people who just can um, meet you for a first time, meet you for a first time, and they will say, "Is you bad or is are you bad or are you good?" So they feel your energy. I'm not that one. I don't have that skills. Um, I really do need time. Uh, and really a lot of time to discover a person, uh, to discover the internal world of person. And the second question was, I didn't catch. No, this is too important. So are you saying that in your life, you never met someone, any person, and you felt, wow, it's like you know them for a hundred years. This didn't happen to you? No, I think... I think it never happens to me because uh, I need a lot of time to... Great. So I will ask, you know, because some people will say or think if it's not like instantaneous, it means that you will never really like someone because uh, they believe in first impression. So yes, you need a lot of time. But explain it to me that when you need a lot of time, and you learn more about the internal world of people. One, what do you like about their inner world? And second, can you really, really, really like someone when in the beginning you didn't know at all if you like them and you needed time to feel them? Uh, yeah, I can really like people when I first met them, but it doesn't mean that I will like them uh, in a day, in a year or something like that. It can be first impression, and as you said, 
people believe in that first impression mm, and I believe um, I believe as well but not always you know uh, when um, when I will feel that person is bad and I meet this person for the first time I don't think that I will continue uh, to speak into her but if this person looks not bad for me even if she isn't she or he isn't so uh, I will continue to um, uh, to have friendly relations with uh, with that person uh, till this person uh, will discover me it's real real soul yes a real soul and you mentioned with your friend it was you who went to meet her is it normal for you that you begin and put the effort to build relationships with people or most other situations it was people who put effort even if your face was angry but they wanted to know more and therefore they kept on like uh, trying to know you etc until the relationship developed or is it usually that you feel you're missing on opportunities so when you find interesting people you communicate with them more and you try to speak with them etc you know uh i make uh myself uh to to get to know uh people uh first like by myself not to wait that somebody will say me hello how are you what is your name i try to do it um by myself i cannot that i cannot say that it is easy for me uh, but I make myself because, again, I know that it will help me in my future. And uh, I will regret uh, I will regret about uh, not saying um, hello, what is your name, <laughs> if this person uh, also um, will not come will not come to me. You know, it is better to regret about something you did than regret about something you haven't done. Thank you. But that sounds contradictory to me because you don't like at all the criticism of people. And sometimes when someone like you might try and if the person isn't reacting nicely, that could be a bit similar to criticism or how different is it is the regret making you think differently in this situation i didn't have such situations yet so <laughs> i cannot you answer this question yes maybe you know someone is a has also an angry face and you're like oh my god that person hates me or something yeah, I don't know. i've lost that person it is bad <laughs> and tell me uh, do you like to read are you a reader? Oh no! Unfortunately, I cannot say that I uh, that I do like reading or something like that. But I do it sometimes. I do it. I cannot say that I enjoy it so much. I cannot say that I am able to read just a book um, in a day. Uh, but uh, sometimes I read and I don't hate it. But I don't. Uh, I don't enjoy it as, uh, as, as much as some people do. Yes. And you mentioned that you watch movies, especially in English language. Do you like movies or do you use them as a language learning tool? No, no. I'm really a big person of movies and all kinds of that. I'm a person who can spend uh, hours by of watching something really cool, something really interesting. And for me, uh, if compare it with books, it is much better. I know that it is bad and a lot of people would uh, are not disagree with me, or disagree with me, but, um, but I'm a person who <laughs> prefer uh, watching films and reading because just, uh, just look, you spend, I don't know, a week for reading but you can send you can spend two hours for watching tv uh for what not tv tv is not so good as just films which you can find on youtube or something like that uh because now we um we have almost um um each how would say oh we have um almost each book no i understood so there is a movie version of each book. Exactly, yeah. Thank you. And do you have a type of 
movie that you love or even one movie that is really a good fit for your personality and that you enjoy watching again or a series of movies that stays on your mind? Uh, yeah, it is a lot of uh, drama movies, but also this year I've discovered for myself different documentary films. And um, yeah, I think documentary uh, films I would uh, put for first for a first level for me. Thank you. Documentaries? What kind? I had a guest here, Emily Cairns, who, who had this funny situation. Whenever she walked in the street, she was afraid maybe she would get kidnapped or something, but she only watched crime and serial killer documentaries. So I thought that's not a good idea, but she says she loved them too much. What kind of documentaries do you love, do you enjoy, and do you tend to see? Is it like factories and how machines work? Is it about <laughs> artists and things like that? Or is it some serial killer uh, psycho thing that you love to watch? Yeah, I, see. Uh, I think both. Because it depends on my mood. And uh, I can watch uh, films uh, about killers. Uh, and I really like it. My parents was time when my parents even uh, banned me uh, doing that. But <laughs> anyway... And now I uh, really like watching our different scientific, historic documentary. And now I think this month, maybe few weeks, I try to find um, new and new documentary films uh, which are connected to uh, Chernobyl catastrophe. Uh, and I uh, try to watch everything which is connected with this um, station. Why? Oh, why? Because I'm sure it is really a serious problem, serious event, which um, had an effect for the whole world, which had an effect, and this effect uh, we still uh, we still have, unfortunately. Uh, and I'm sure that we have to know about this problem more than we than we do know than. Um, Somebody tells, teachers tells us um, at school, at the university or something like that. We have to explore uh, this uh, event inside and we have to um, use each opportunity to know about it, as about this situation as much as we can. Because, um, for example, me, uh, I don't have no opportunity to go there and to uh, to see by myself how it looks like or something like that now ever since that i can do just open a cool uh, maybe interview of um of people who have experienced it uh by themselves or just some uh some vlogs of people who have been there who who were there and to explore it in this way thank you and you had some really good insights and wisdom throughout this uh, podcast. So I'm wondering, when you speak with people or even friends, do you speak about maybe celebrities and K-pop or whatever, or you have shallow conversations, or do you like intellectual conversations or deep life philosophies or speaking about movies and art or what kind of conversations are normally your typical most enjoyable type? Mm, I cannot say exactly because I'm sure it's for each person it depends on on their mood and for me it is the same because it depends on your mood and it depends on the person to uh, with which you're going to have a conversation because um, personally me uh, have people with which I can speak uh, on um, intellectual topic with which I cannot speak on this topic uh, and with which I uh, speak only only on some uh, topics like as you mentioned famous uh, movies or something like that so something not serious um, with another people I can speak um, on historic different historic uh, moments or something like that so I don't um, I don't have a kind of conversation which I prefer small. 
you don't have a kind of, of conversation. It depends on the people and on the mood as well. And, well, the mood I am in to ask a question about right now is if you are to give advice for anyone, whether Ukrainians, people your age, older people, or any listener that you think the world needs to do more of, or that will make life happier or more serious or more balanced or more harmony, what would you say as good advice or quote? Maybe I would like to advise everybody. <laughs> Don't tell anyone about your plans. Just show them a result. I like that very much. And actually, scientific studies have shown When people tell about their plans, they feel good. And therefore, when they feel good, they don't feel that energy of urgency to take action and they procrastinate more. While people who don't say, they feel more a desire and motivation to do the work, to get to the goal and to say then or show. And therefore, it's more effective. Thank you. Uh, can you share... If people want to follow you, what is the best social media? Are you involved in any student activities or projects now that you feel should be shared? Or if not, just like any concluding remarks? Mm, okay, so you can follow me on Instagram. It's the best social media for me now. I cannot say that I'm involved in some project uh, for 100%. I'm just help uh, other students to to improve their projects in ways that I can help them. It is or uh, or texting or some um, some points which are connected to design or something like that. And Aziz, thank you for this opportunity to be a part of your podcast. It was really amazing. You're welcome. I thank you. I really enjoyed our conversation and I wish you great luck for your exams thank and you. a lot of uh, drawing this week and next week and every week, those three or four hours of bliss and heaven. I really wish them for you. Thank you. Thank you so much.